Hello everybody, welcome to a new episode. Um, things have been very hectic lately. Um, I've been dealing with a little bit of cold, um, had a little bit of anxiety, and I've been trying to reach out to a few people to um, help them find God a little better. On top of that, um, Mother's Day uh, occurred and everything, and that's um, a very special day for a lot of people. Um, me, deep down, uh, I love my mom very much, and it's kind of a hard thing to talk about when I'm going into such a dark subject in this episode. This episode is to relate to death. Now, my mom is very much alive. <coughs> but she does have health conditions and stuff like that. So I do ask for some prayers for her, if possible. But, um... What I'm basically trying to get at is... There's a lot of people that I have come across that have said... If there is a God, why does he let bad things happen to people? Why does he let people starve from this and people die from this and cancer exist and all this other stuff? And, you know, there's never really an easy answer for these kind of questions. But something dawned to me because I was, you know, reflecting on it and praying about it. In Revelation 21, verse 4, it says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for all the former things have passed away. When we go into that, that has, uh, has a very close parallel to Ecclesiastes 3. Ecclesiastes 3 says, To everything there is a season. A time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A, t a time to plant and a time to pluck that is which been planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. What profit hath he worked uh, in? Uh that wherein he labor. I have seen the travail which God has given the sons of men to be exercised in it. And he had made everything beautiful in his time, and he had set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God makes from the beginning to the end. I know now that there is no good in them for every man to rejoice and to do good in his life. That every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of his labor is, a, is the gift of God. Now, there's more to that, but I'm going to explain something to you all. 
when we understand that we live for the Lord, if we live and we live for the Lord and we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, wherever we live or die, we belong to God. That is based in Romans 14, verse 8. And as we uh, go further into Ecclesiastes 12, verse 7, before the dust returns to the earth as it was before, and all the life breath returns to the God who gave it. You know, Luke uh, 23, verse 43, Jesus replied, I assure you that today you will be with me in paradise. He assured this to the guy that was on the cross with him. Um, John 11:26 uh, says, Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. What we need to understand is that there is death isn't a isn't meant to be a sad horrible thing. It's sad that the person we have is lost, that they're not here with us anymore. But when people start complaining and saying, "What about cancer? What about this and that?" I want you to really think about this. How many families do you know not even bother with anybody until they get diagnosed with a, termini a terminally ill disease? You know? There's been numerous times I have seen people not want to bother with their family at all, and as soon as they said that they had cancer, their family has gathered around them and supported them and tried to do stuff, whether it was for material gain or for companionship or just because they do love the person they were just too busy in their normal life Ecclesiastes explains that there's a time for all these things and with all these things that occur the time is based on the season that of which God passes the season to go through in other words if I was to get cancer right we might not think of it like Job did not understand why these bad things were happening to him he's like I was faithful to you why are you doing this to me but God you know just said to Satan all right you, you will do your bet but you can't kill him and throughout that entire thing of all the horrible things that happened to Job he never lost his faith and as the same horrible things that will happen to anybody on this earth we're not supposed to lose our faith. These are trials, tribulations, and things to test us. There's times that we need to go through these hardships. And why do we go through these hardships? Because it proves to God that how much we love and care for him. And it's not just that. It's to show that God loves and cares for us, too. When I was younger... Um, we had a cat named Moxie. Now, that cat did not want to bother with me at all when I was growing up. The cat never really came to me, never sat with me, never did anything. It was always attached to other people. It was a pretty, um, independent cat. It didn't really want to bother too much with a lot of people, except for, you know, the people it liked the most. And I was on the least of that list. 
Now, there's a point in time where the cat, uh, Moxie, started coming into my room more often. Not just to come in, but would jump up on the bed and cuddle up with me. It would get to the point where it would sit on my chest and just sit there. And you can hear it purring and breathing and showing that it really had a love and compassion for me, you know? And I wasn't sick. But when we ended up bringing the cat to the vet later that time, the cat, we realized, was suffering. And that cat was making its way to every person in the house and spending as much time as it could with them. I'm a night owl, so it would stay with me at all night. But during the day, it would be sitting with my sister. It'd be going to, you know, my mother. It'd be going to all these different people in the house. But at night, it would sit on my chest and just be there with me and let me pet it. And and it was a season. It was the season that was passing for that animal. And that season was... The cat knew that there was something wrong with it. Just like if you go to a doctor and the doctor says you have cancer, you know that you're going to probably have a few months to live. So what are you going to do? Are you going to sit in your house and suffer and die? Or are you going to try to spend the rest of that time making the best out of your life because God is giving you this deadline to say, hey, make amends, do everything you need to do. And this is not even a for certain thing that you will die. It's just a possibility. And the possibility of you possibly dying is God saying, hey, this is what, you know, I'm telling the doctor from your results. See, what a lot of people don't understand about, like, science and medical stuff is it's the best guess that will happen. Is there a certainty that people have cancer? Yes. Is there a certainty that they will die from it? There's a, a high chance, yes. But there's been many people that have overcome cancer and they can't explain why. There have been many people that have had these weird miracles happen to them and they can't understand. Everything is in God's will. So when it comes down to death and people start asking, you know... If God, if God is so good, or if God is this, why is my my grandmother or my mother suffering from cancer, or you know have arthritis and stuff? Well, I want you instead of actually doing that, reflect it on them, saying, well, instead of blaming God for your grandmother or your mother having that, what are you doing for your mother or grandmother? They'll probably sit and they'll say, how dare you? Why, uh, how can you even say, well, you know, I've done this and I've done this. They can either lie or they can tell the truth. And they could be very good people that have done stuff for their family. But if you're blaming God for something that's bad that is happening, what you really need to do is look at what you're not doing for that person. 
what you're not doing that is based on what God has told us and commanded us to do. Just as the guy that was in the temple, Jesus went in and he was upset with the whole congregation because they turned away from that guy. They did, they completely ignored him and Jesus interrupted the sermon and said, this guy is sick. Why is nobody looking after him? You know? thing is, is that a lot of people, they, they try to focus on all the negatives in life. They try to take every negativity that they can find, and they even if there is no negativity in it, they will push negativity in their life, whether it's making them feel superior, or making them feel stronger, or making other people feel lower than they are to another person. Maybe they just like being around that negative energy. You know, whatever it is, it's just they have a negative impact on stuff. And instead of actually looking at it in a godly perspective, because as we know, everything will pass away, as it's based in Revelation, that there will be no more death and there shall be no more tears and no more mourning or crying or pain. What we need to understand is... We need to live for the Lord. When Jesus or Yeshua came to this earth to grant us this pardon for the sins that we commit, we understand that in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. These are the consequences to our actions. We're meant to die because we keep sinning. We're, we're naturally just not good people. Now, you can say you're a good person all you want. You can say, I'm a good person. I'm a great person. I've done this. That doesn't mean anything. Not to me and not to the other people that are listening here and not to you. You're doing it to, to elevate yourself and say you're a good person. But there is no such thing as a good person. Because none of us can ever match what a good person really is. Even Jesus himself says, why do you call me good? There is nobody good but God. So then you have to ask yourself, a man that never sinned, that took all this, why would he say that? Why would he say that, why would you call me good if there's nobody good other than God? So we have to actually really evaluate this and understand something. In John 11, 25-26, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. And this is where we understand that be I'm going to... Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We shall all, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this imperishable, imperishable, for this perishable body must be on the imperishable, and this mortal body must be put on immortality. When the 
perishable puts on the imperishable, the mortal puts on immortality. And then it shall come to pass in the sayings that it is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your strength? In Corinthians, they explain about death. They talk about the trumpets of Revelation. Revelation tells us about the end times. When we understand the end times, when we understand death, and we understand everything. We understand that the season, that Ecclesiastes is explaining, that this is just part of the cycle of life that God has created for all of us. And as the cycle continues, we have to understand that the cycle is not itself evil. People look at the evilness of it because they do not comprehend or understand what God's plan is. But the horrible actions, the horrible diseases and things that happen to us, are they really so bad? Yes, the person suffers, but what happens when the person suffers? Those people who love them will come closer to the family, and that family will be brought together. And they will be strung together so they can welcome that body. That one person that is there gripping on their life so they can spend the last few seconds with their family before they go see their eternal father. The one who created all of us and all of creation since the book of Genesis all the way to today. We understand this. That death is not the end. It's the end of our time with that person on earth. But it's not the end of their immortal soul. And when that time happens and the resurrection occurs and everybody is uplifted, then we will be able to see our loved ones again. All part of the cycle that needs to be put based on God's design. And once you start understanding that anything that happens in a bad way doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It just means that there's a reason that it's happening. Whether it's to bring people closer so you would understand. Maybe people want to make amends with their brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers. They realize that, hey, this is the time. It's, it's time to make peace. We cannot be at war with each other anymore. It's a time to, you know, laugh. The time to dance before they lose the ability to dance again. Like people that might have diabetes and, you know, need to get amputated. From the moment that we are born, there is a time to die. And from the time that we were born, we were planted into this earth with God, you know, with God and with a family. And whether we grew up as orphans, whether we grew up anything, God has been by our side watching us. And everything that we do in our life, God is watching. So pray for the, pray for your enemies. Pray for the people you love about. Pray for pray for strangers at the end of the day death is not the end always remember God is in control and there is no bad 
with God. Even if you see it as bad, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing.